Welcome to Universe 20, the home of Mark, the Red Cornish Ranger, and the Power Rangers, Royal Britannia. This universe holds many rangers you all know very well, but in this universe, certain events happen differently, causing a unique chain of events. Join me as we dive into the amazing tales of Power Rangers Universe 20. This podcast is a production of the Three Ranger Bros Studios in association with Zio to Hero the Podcast. Ultra Rangers Wild Force, Chapter 1 Rise of Something Ultra, Part 1. In Universe 20, on the Animarium, a portal opened and a figure stepped out. He had brown, shaggy hair. His eyes were hazel. He stood in a blue hooded coat that draped past his waist. Underneath was a black top, and he wore black trousers. He looked in his late twenties. He stood there holding a magical staff that once belonged to Toxica from his universe, which he took after he killed her. His name was Kite. Kite had spent the last twenty years hating the human race of his universe. To Kite, the human race were worthless, pathetic life forms that ruined Earth. His home universe had no humans left, not anymore. He rid the Earth of all humans and their creations. Now his Earth was nothing but wildlife. All cities and all man-made things were also eradicated, leaving nothing but glorious green forests, mounds of beautiful deserts, and clean, clear blue oceans. Kite had managed to hop to another universe and repeat this action. The Power Rangers were nothing to him. He managed to use his godlike powers to manipulate several different forms and versions of dark magic over the years and become quite the force of power. His quest to purify all Earths of their human disease and he managed to do this to four other universes so far. He stood on the Animarium of Universe 20, stood there in front of the Lion Zord. He overtowered him and it stared down at the intruder. Hello, old friend. To end all human race, I need your life force. All of you. Kite grinned with an evil, evil grin. Then the other wild swords jumped to the aid, the lion sword. Kite stood there, waiting. The purifying of this earth starts now. Kite said as he jumped up and sent an energy blast towards the Wild Swords. Danny DeGaldo and his wife Kendall sat there in their flower shop, named DeGaldo Gardens, enjoying the sunny weather. So, what should we do for dinner? Kendall asked. I don't know. Can always do pizza? Danny suggested. Sure, baby. Maybe we should ask Maxwell. Kendall said. Then Maxwell stormed into the shop, stormed past Kendall and Danny, and into the back of the shop. Let me go talk to him, Danny sighed. Then he followed his son into the back of the shop and found Maxwell sat in a mood. Hey, kiddo, what happened? Danny asked. Nothing, Maxwell huffed. Maxwell had the same skin tone as his father, his hair was spiky, and he wore glasses, just like Danny. Come on, Max, talk to me, Danny pleaded. The boys kept teasing me again, Maxwell sighed. 
Danny placed a hand on his son's shoulder and squeezed. Son, bullies bully for two reasons. One, their life suck. And two, they're jealous. Your life is pretty awesome, and I know some people are less fortunate than us. Right? Danny nodded. Right, Maxwell agreed. Now what does your Uncle Max always say? Danny asked. Never give up, Maxwell replied. Never give up, Danny agreed. Then suddenly, Danny heard the almighty roar of the bison zord, but it was in tremendous amount of pain. Danny held one ear and winced as he could hear the agony of the bison zord. He then ran out of the back room and stumbled into the front of the shop, and Kendall ran up to him. Are you okay? What's the matter? Kendall barked. Something is wrong. I gotta go, Danny gasped. Okay, I've got Maxwell. Go, baby, go. Kendall yelled. Then he kissed his wife and ran out of the shop, and he then headed to aid the bison zord. Alyssa Enroyal was a kindergarten teacher. She stood there in the doorway of her class as she waved off the last people, as they collected by their parents. She smiled and walked back into the classroom. She started tidying up and collecting the artwork the children did that day. She piled them up and started pinning them onto the notice board ready for the next term. There she saw a picture which had the White Tiger Wild Force Ranger and the Yellow Eagle Wild Force Ranger fighting an evil tree with eyes. She giggled to herself. She loved reading to the kids and the tale of the Wild Force Power Rangers was definitely one of her favourite tales to tell. She had collected her handbag and keys and headed for her car. She placed her handbag in the back of the car when suddenly she could hear the almighty roar of the White Tiger Zord. It was in tremendous amount of pain. Alyssa climbed into her car and quickly drove off, heading home quick so then she could go aid the White Tiger Zord. Max Cooper stood there with a bowling ball in his grip. He swung his arm back and then swung it forward and let go of the bowling ball. It flew down the lane and it struck all the pins down. Yes, my boy, well done, Don yelled behind him. Yeah, I think I'm ready, Max muttered. Me too, kid. The next championship's going to be a walk in the park. Don chuckled. Max sat next to him and smiled. I hope so, Max sighed. Hey, you're about to add the 10th championship trophy to our little display case over there. Then if you win, I've got a surprise for you, Don muttered. Really? For me? What is it? Max asked with a burst of energy. Don lifted his hands up and looked around the room. What? You mean the bowling alley? Max asked in shock. Yep, I want to retire. You're the next best person to run this place. You have a way with the youngsters. You're charming with the families. And you're a natural at bowling. Why not? Don chuckled. Max placed his hand over his heart with a smile. Then before Max could respond, he heard the mighty roar of the shark zord. It was in tremendous pain. Max looked at Don with a worried face. Sorry, Don. I forgot I've got to do something. I'll be back tomorrow, Max told him. Then he bolted off. He headed for the animarium to aid the shark zord. Cole Evans stood in the forest as his workers carried crates into the village. The crates had medicine and food supplies and ways to purify water. He brought them to the villa that raised him. The chief walked up to him. Thank you, Cole, for all of this, the chief said as they shook hands. No, it was my pleasure. I was raised here. I knew your father. I'm willing to aid you guys, and with the food... You guys won't be taking from the animals. We can purify the water too, so not only helping the village, but I'm helping a lot of people here, Cole explained. Or true, Cole, the chief nodded. If there's anything else that you need, please let us know, Cole nodded. Then the chief walked off deep into the village, allowing Cole to turn to one of his workers. We got most of the crates off the truck. Then we can start heading back, the worker told him. 
Thanks. Keep on the good work, Cole replied. Then suddenly he could hear the almighty roar of the Lion's Lord, his old friend. The roar was pain and fear-filled. Cole then turned back to his worker. Can you get this done, then head back? There's something I've got to do, Cole told him. The worker nodded, then Cole ran off and headed for the Animarium in aid of his old friend, the Lion's Lord. Taylor Earhart was soaring through the sky in a jet, with the two rookie pilots training behind her. Alright guys, this is Yellow Eagle. We are going to circle back and do west, and take the scenic route. Then we can call it a day. Over, Taylor said in her communicator. Alright, Yellow Eagle, lead the way. Over, said one of the rookies. Taylor looked down at the clouds, hoping to see the eagle's sword. She would see it every now and then, and it was the reason why Taylor always took the rookies on this route. They had quite the rush seeing one of the zords flying under them, but there was no sign of it anywhere. Taylor sighed, then turned the jet to lead the two rookies elsewhere, when suddenly she heard the almighty squawk of the eagle's sword. She could tell it was in pain. She took a deep breath, then tilted the jet to the left, leaving the trajectory. Yellow Eagle, where are you going, over? said one of the rookies. Brown Bird to Yellow Eagle, carry on and head home, I shall turn soon. I repeat, head home, I shall turn soon. Taylor barked, then she flew off and headed towards Animarium in hopes to aid the Eagle Zord. Merrick, Balaton, and Zanaku walked through the forest. So, what do you want to do today? Merrick asked the Duke Org. I don't know. Seems like you travel the world several times. Things can get a bit tedious, Zenarku moaned. True. We have nothing to do anymore, do we? Merrick sighed. We could go to see if there's any more orgs, or half-orgs, Zenarku suggested. We could, but isn't that just asking for trouble? Merrick asked. Aren't we the ones always in trouble, Zenarku replied. Yeah, I guess so, Merrick smiled softly. Then suddenly, the almighty howl of the wolf sword pierced the sky. Zanaka and Marek both looked around, then clocked each other. Hang on, you heard that? Marek asked. Yes, but how is that possible? Zanaka asked confused. I mean, he might be calling for your help too, Marek suggested. Zanaka looked down at the ground, confused and conflicted. Hey, it's okay, we can go find out what's happening. Besides, I think the princess would be happy to see us both. Merrick told him, then they both bolted off and headed for the Animarium, on a quest to aid the Wolf Sword. The six ex-rangers and the Duke Org arrived on the Animarium. They all wandered in to see trees ablaze, trapped in blankets of flames. The sky was now filled with black smoke, and laid before them were the black corpses of the Wild Swords, the original eight, and their friends they made along the way. Oh my god! Oh my god! Alyssa cried out. Then they all clicked on the fact that everyone was there. Oh my god, you guys, what are you doing here? Danny called out in a hint of glee. The Lion Zord. He called out to me. He was in pain, Cole muttered. I, I heard the Shark Zord, Max nodded. The Eagle Zord called out to me too, Taylor told them. Seems like all the Zords caught all of us here, Merrick said. Alyssa dropped her near knees, tears streaming down her face. Guys, where's the princess? Merrick barked, then he bolted off to go find her. The others also bolted off in different directions, all in search of Princess Sheila, leaving Zanaku with Alyssa. He knelt down to Alyssa's level and offered his hand to her. I think for now, Alyssa, it's time for you to be noble 
Once more, Zanaku told her. Alyssa wiped her away her tears and took Zanaku's hand and was pulled to her feet. Then everyone else grouped up with them, with no princess in tow. She isn't here, man, Max sighed. We have to find her, Z Merrick snapped. Hang on, what about them? Taylor gasped as she pointed at the lifeless swords that laid before them. I think I can answer that, came a bellowing voice. Everyone looked up to the sky to find Animus's spirit floating there. Animus, what happened here? Cole asked. A being with great evil power from another universe has threatened our Earth, starting with the Animarium and those who live here, Animus told them. A a another universe? Danny said in shock. How do we stop it? We don't have our swords. Taylor asked. It's useless, Max coughed. No, no, no. Animus! Police! Tell us you have a solution, Merrick barked. I do. Yes, but before anything happens, there is a test, Animus replied. What kind of test? Alyssa asked. A test of wills, morals, and character. Pass the test. And you'll be granted new powers, Animus stated. What about these guys? Cole Bart pointing at the Lion Zord corpse. They are not dead. Their life force just drained from them. They live somewhere. I shall hide their remains till you can recover their spirits, Animus told them. Then the god spirit raised an arm and all the Zords disappeared in a spark of light. He does know that that is a lot of Zords, right? Danny mustered to Max, who elbowed him in the chest. Now what, Animus? Merrick asked. The seven of you will have to be put through your own tests. If you pass, then we speak. I cannot aid you. Only my brother can, Animus told them. Brother? Max and Danny called out in unison. Wait, you have a brother? Alyssa questioned him. I did. The Zords that made him are not like any other. His Zords sleep, hidden away. Only those who pass his test can use the aid of the Zords, Animus explained. Then we can come Power Rangers again? Max asked. No, Max. Then you become Ultra Rangers, Animus told them. They all looked at each other rather confused. Then Cole looked each one of them in the eyes and nodded. Then he uh, took a step forward and looked up at Animus and pointed at him. Let's do this, Cole called out. Then all seven of them were wrapped in a blinding light. And they have it, guys. Ultra Rangers, Chapter 1. Ultra Rangers Wild Force, Chapter 1. Hope you guys have enjoyed the story. If you haven't already make sure you check out cosplay dudes 637's power rangers universe 19 podcast because that's where you'll find the original ultra ranger storyline he's the first member of the ranger bro and the other two of course mark red Cornish ranger and myself if you're listening to this on nerds through comics then of course make sure you give it a follow and you check out the other storylines that take place on this podcast you can also find nerds through comics on anywhere you can find podcasts Mark's also been adapting comic books into audio dramas, you want to go check them out as well. 
If you're listening to this on Tiger Tales, then make sure you subscribe to the channel. I also have other Tiger Tail channels, Tiger Tales of Our Stories, and Tiger Tales the Game Over. You might want to subscribe to them too. From Association to Zero to Hero, and a big shout out to the Author's Crown YouTube channel, and if you give a dad a podcast. Two big supporters of not only myself, but Mark and the Zero Comics podcast as well. That being said, I've been your host and your reader, Ty Tiger. I hope you've enjoyed this story. Don't forget to follow everyone that I've just mentioned, and I shall see you guys pretty soon.